Hi, this is Ben. This is Chris. This is Adrian. This is Clive. This is Vanessa. And you're listening to the Wood Fired Oven podcast with Mark Gostin. One of the great things about living in Queensland is the dry season, which for us extends throughout the middle of the year. And typically every year we could expect six or seven long, glorious months of very little rain, big, rich blue skies above us. That's the time I love to head on out to my wood-fired oven and crank it up a lot. Except for this year, where instead of these long, glorious, beautiful days free of rain, we've been inundated, absolutely inundated with rain. The weather has been appalling. And if you didn't know, throughout this year, parts of Queensland have seen devastating floods and it's been one of those years uh, for the record books. Unfortunately, this weekend, it's raining and it's live cook weekend. So I've been flicking through the books on my desk here, trying to figure out what I can do while it is pouring with rain. And recently on the Woodfire Oven Chronicles Facebook group, a whole bunch of you out there we're discussing some of the challenges facing you when you cook with your wood-fired oven outside. Rain was one of those things that was at the top of the list. So I thought today I would do a beef rendang, which is a gorgeous slow-cooked dish, which thankfully won't take an awful lot of my time standing in the rain in front of my wood-fired oven. However, the actual dish will need to cook for about six to eight hours to get that gorgeous, dark, rich, brown, beautiful beef rendang, which it is famous for. Rendang actually isn't really the name for the dish. The word rendang is a verb, and it essentially means to remove the water by stirring. And that's exactly what happens with this dish over a long period of time. And it has a fair amount of coconut milk at the start of the cook. By the end of the six to eight hours, it's depending on how much coconut milk you use and the type of beef you use, you'll be left with a very, very dry dish. This dish is a very traditional dish from West Sumatra in Indonesia. And it is most commonly made with beef, but often, traditionally, it can be made with any meat that could be on hand. Historically, this dish was known as a great keeper. It would last for days and days. And it's thought that that was due to the amount of spices that were used and the very, very slow cooking time, which ultimately made for a very dry dish. The thing I really like about this dish, aside from the fact that it is amazing to taste, is that it has its roots in West Sumatran culture, and the Minang people believe that the rendang ultimately has three very important philosophical meanings. Patience, persistence, and wisdom. They believe that the cooking of the rendang requires patience. Well, it does because it takes between six and eight hours. <laughs> persistence, and that's due to the stirring and the care that's required over that period of time. And I really like the last one, wisdom, and that's in setting and tending the fire. And that's really relevant to us. I'm also going to need a fair amount of patience with the weather today. 
so I think these uh, are just fabulous. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting out there in front of this oven briefly in the rain and developing this dish, putting it away for six to eight hours and infrequently stirring it to develop this beautiful, gorgeous, rich comfort food, which is going to be perfect for this weekend because it's a horrible weekend outside and I just can't wait to sit down with my family and enjoy some beautiful comfort food with my favorite beer. Join me as I head outside into the rain in front of my wood-fired oven. Well, welcome to my wood-fired oven. It's in the rain. It's not bucketing down, but it is fairly steady. Now, I've had my wood-fired oven on uh, for about 24 hours. I used it last night for another dish, and I'm using the retained heat to cook this very low and slow dish. Now, the oven's at around about 100 degrees Celsius, and that is actually pretty low. And if it was any higher, then I wouldn't achieve that really long, slow cooking time. So I've brought all the food from the kitchen outside here to the outdoor room, which has a lovely roof over it. So thankfully, while you can hear the rain behind me, uh, I'm not getting wet, which is great. I'm going to prepare all the food here, and then it's about two meters dash to the wood-fired oven uh, in the rain uh, to get all this stuff cooked up. So I headed off to the butcher yesterday and picked up two large beef blade roasts. And these are uh, gorgeous hunks of meat, actually. Now, I'm going to just spend uh, the next three or four minutes trimming up both of these roasts. I'm going to get the silver skin off, which won't break down in the long cooking, and all the excess fat. I'm going to then cut up this beef into nice, large, five to six centimeter chunks. And you want to keep it pretty big because the long, slow cooking time will break this meat down. And it looks really nice when you present it if you've still got some gorgeous, large chunks of beef that you can put on top of your white rice, which is so good to serve this with. Uh, two large onions is what I'm going to use. Uh, I'm going to dice them both up now, but I'm going to use just one of them now and, and set one aside for later. I've got four cloves, which I'm going to uh, add in alongside the onions to a food processor. And all of these ingredients at the moment are all going to get put into this processor and whizzed up. Grabbing some garlic now. I usually use between four and six cloves of garlic. Just roughly smashing those up, throwing them into the food processor. Love garlic. Do like to use fresh ginger. And I've got about an inch long piece of ginger. I'm just cleaning it up, taking off the outside rough bits and roughly chopping that. Oh man, I love the smell of ginger. Get about four teaspoons of ground coriander and about a teaspoon of ground cumin. Going to put in about a teaspoon of pepper and one to two teaspoons of uh, chili powder or chili flakes. About a teaspoon of ground fennel 
and I'm just going to grab the fresh turmeric. Now, I don't often use fresh turmeric, but my wife was gifted a gorgeous bag of it the other day. And fresh turmeric is amazing. I've got gloves on for this part of it because otherwise my fingers might go bright yellow. <laughs> so just chopping off about 30 grams worth and roughly chopping it up. Also got fresh galangal, which is another root, a little bit like turmeric. It's also native to Southern Asia. This is particularly popular in Indonesian, Malaysian, Thai and Chinese dishes. It's believed to help fight infections, even boost fertility. Now I flicked on the jug uh, to make tamarind liquid. I've bought tamarind in a block from the supermarket and I'm taking off around about two inch chunk of that, putting it into a cup and pouring in the boiling water shortly. And I'll let that sit for about 30 minutes or so for the water to infuse all those gorgeous flavors. Okay, I'm now whizzing up all of those spices in the food processor. And I'll do that for a minute or so. And if it gets a little thick, you can always add in a little bit of coconut milk and a dash of oil just to loosen it up a little bit. You're making a beautiful paste that will be used shortly. Okay, I've got about four tablespoons of peanut oil that I've been gently heating up in the cast iron pan here. Just testing the heat of the oils, looking good. Now the onions. The second lot of onions that I diced up. Uh, getting added to the pan now, as you can tell. Oh yes, oh fantastic. Peanut oil and onions, <laughs> so good. I'm just going to soften up those onions uh, for a minute or two. And I'm just popping in the uh, cinnamon stick into the pan with the onions, giving it a stir. Oh, already the smells coming off that pan are just lovely. I've got two stalks of lemongrass that I have cut lengthways and I'm putting those into the pan now. Oh, beautiful and sweet, fantastic. Give that a stir for a second or two before we add in the spice mixture that we whizzed up in the kitchen whiz. Alright, I'm getting the spice mixture ready and we're putting it into the pot now. And you can hear that starting to sizzle off and imagine the flavours coming through the podcast. <laughs> oh, it smells so good. Giving it a good stir through. I'm just going to let that heat up for a little bit, for a few minutes. Okay, it's been uh, cooking away, sizzling for about five minutes now. I'm just taking the lid off and the whole mix now is sizzling just nicely. So it's time to add the coconut milk. And I've got about four cans of coconut milk, two cans of the thin coconut milk and two cans of thick coconut milk or coconut cream. Now the tamarind liquid is ready and it has turned a gorgeous dark brown color, adding that and straining that through into the 
pan now, uh, adding in the lime leaves. I've got about three lime leaves here. Putting in some desiccated coconut. It's going to just help thicken it up. And some smoked salt. I do like smoked salt. It's just gorgeous. Popping the lid on now and I'm just going to bring all of that to a boil uh, for about five to ten minutes. Okay, so it's been about five to ten minutes now. The coconut milk, gorgeous mixture now, has been warmed through. It's now gently simmering. I'm just adding the beef chunks now into the milk. And it's getting ready for its long seven to eight hour sleep, I think, in the wood-fired oven. As this rain continues to pour down, oh, it's never-ending. Alright, so all the milk is well mixed, the beef is in, I'm going to put the lid on now and slide this into the oven. I'm going to check on it in about an hour or so. The temperature of the oven at the moment, it's around 120 degrees Celsius at the moment. And that's, I think, a perfect temperature for the first six or so hours of cooking. A little later in the afternoon, early evening, I'll come back and... Bring out some of the embers out to the front, put the Tuscan grill out, and I will put the pot on the Tuscan grill and use it a little bit like a barbecue or a stove for the final couple of hours. See you shortly. If you're enjoying this episode, I'd like to invite you to head on over to Facebook and join my Wood Fired Oven Chronicles Facebook group. Join hundreds and hundreds of wood-fired oven enthusiasts from all around the world as they share their favourite recipes, tips and techniques to supercharge all of our wood-fired oven cooking skills. Head on over to Instagram as well, marks underscore wood-fired oven for more information on this podcast. Okay, back to the show. Well, it's been about five hours or so. Actually, let's have a look. Five hours, 40 into the cook. Taking the door off, I'm just moving some of the embers around. And we're going to now put the pot on top of a Tuscan grill with all these warm embers underneath the pot. Don't want too many embers. If you get too many now, you're likely to burn the bottom of the pot. So we still want to be slow cooking this. Remember that wisdom we talked about with the fire? <laughs> I'm thinking we're probably going to need a good two hours yet. Looking at the amount of liquid still in the pot, it is definitely starting to thicken up though, which is good news. So as you can hear, the coconut milk is bubbling away gloriously. Take a listen. Yeah, that is just fantastic. Beef rendang will typically go through a three clear stages. That's the liquid stage is the first stage, and this is early on in the process. We've well passed that now. That occurs when the coconut milk is very liquid. 
we are just entering stage two, which is identified when the coconut milk thickens and starts to become quite oily. And looking into the pan, it is definitely getting quite thick and, and oily. It's gorgeous. You will need at least two to four hours cooking time uh, to get right through this stage. And the final stage is the drying phase. And traditionally, this was cooked over a very, very low flame until the dish dries out and turns into rendang. So that stage is coming up soon. So we've been about seven and a half hours at this stage. And looking at this pot, you're hearing the sizzling of the oils now. Almost all of the coconut milk has disappeared and the beef has really turned into rendang. It's rich, it's dark, it's brown. And the aromas coming off this dish over the last seven and a half hours have actually changed remarkably. What I'm smelling now is a very dark, rich rendang. Well worth the seven and a half hours cooking to get to this point. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to be taking this inside. I'm going to be serving this up to the family with white rice. We've got some naan bread. And we're going to enjoy this drizzled with a little bit of yogurt. And some fresh coriander leaves. And some cashew nuts. Absolutely love this dish. Thank you for joining me in my backyard on this rather miserable afternoon in Brisbane, Australia. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for tuning in. And please let me know if you give this recipe a go. Head on over to my website, woodfiredarvin.cooking, and get in touch. Stay safe, stay dry, have fun, and go cook with fire. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure you follow the Wood Fired Oven podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Please consider posting a review on Apple Podcasts as this really helps the show. Don't forget to check out woodfiredoven.cooking for more tips, tricks and advice on cooking with fire. You can also see full episode notes and links. You can also post a question which I may feature on the show. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, so head over to your favourite social platform and get in touch. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next time.